Welcome everyone to Beware of Bulldogs podcast. It's been a while. We've been on a break. Today we have a special guest with us, former Bulldog linebacker George Helmuth the third. Mm-hmm. George, how's it going, man? It's you're been good. Excited. You're off, you're off football. No more football anymore. Yeah, I've been a while. <laughs> how's how's life treating you without football? Uh, still busy. Keep myself busy with school, working on my master's at Fresno State, and working out here in Kerman with my family farming. So we've been chatting for a little bit. So this is, I got to get into it. I know it's old news for the the three of us here because also joining us is actually someone very close and special to my heart. <laughs> it's my dad, John. Thanks for doing this with us. Go Bulldogs. <laughs> <laughs> We're excited to have John here. <laughs> fire, fire up, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so the, I'm excited to have George on because we actually both grew up in the same small town and played sports against each other. And uh, I remember playing – I have lots of stories that I'm going to share. About hey, we're going to get into them. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm really excited about that. Um, but tell us – let's go back to the beginning. Tell us about yourself, where you're from, uh, what your family does, and kind of how you got into sports. Grew up here in Kerman, California, you know, out here West Fresno County. My family's a farming family. We farm, you know, grapes and almonds out here. And uh, just grew up loving football, loving baseball, and any kind of sport I can play, you know, when the season was ready. All types of sports. All types of sports. I play, We played football and baseball together, you know, right. so had a lot of good times. It was a great place to grow up, running around on a farm. Did your uh, family make you work on the farm? When oh yeah hey any cheap labor or free labor you can get they'll they'll <laughs> oh. take advantage of it and that was me and my brothers so oh good yeah. good. okay someone that understands mm-hmm. from because this slave driver right here, <laughs> he did the same to me. <laughs> still does yeah yeah but hey you learn from it, it you definitely things you can pull from there that you you know experiences and hard work hard work ethic and things like that so yeah, i don't know about that <laughs> <laughs> oh my uh. God. so is that why you farmers have kids it's to work <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, that's not why we have uh, Historically, though, we're speaking, we're talking, yes. yeah, farmers having yeah. 10 to 12 kids. Right. That's right. right. That's now, right. You need to have quite a few more. I know. I'm, I'm getting tired. <laughs> John's had a long day working at Givoli Winery. Oh, yes. Great day. Great day. Oh, good. Nice. At the Baker's Conference today. Did they share? Yeah. A lot oh, of we had some wonderful cupcakes. Thin mint cupcakes. Thin mint cupcakes absolutely fantastic right you guys had them right i i, had I was gonna wait till after yeah, oh, george turned yeah. i haven't, had it, I haven't had it yet oh george okay <laughs> <laughs> so growing up what was your favorite sport to play it's always been football there's been no oh. if and or but about that one yeah so when we when we played football back in the day when we, when we stood in line george was always the person i did not want to go up against hitting drills it was the worst mm-hmm. <laughs> did you like hitting when you were in Pee-wee? I think I learned. Warner? I think I learned to love it because okay. I real. I think when I, I started playing Pop Warner, you know, Pee-wee Pop Warner. It's like a eight to ten year old type thing. Mm-hmm. And I started. I think I joined around seven. So like all the kids were bigger than me, and I remember, you know, getting pushed around and knocked around and things like that. And then I'm just, I remember like my dad, and my mom telling me like, "Hey, you just you know get up there and you know you hit them <laughs> whatever. You get, you're tough. You're tougher than them." And I think uh, that and having a you know ginormous head <laughs> gave me some slight. Uh, competitive advantage yeah so i don't know <laughs> you, you work you work with what god gives you yeah yeah, yeah my, my baby my baby yeah hunter mm-hmm. he's got a ginormous head really too. yeah, yeah. <laughs> should have put him in football i know we should have played football yeah 
Is that why you have a lot of hair too? Protect Dude, that when you have a head. big head, big face, like, hey, for a big head, big face guys out there, you need volume in the hair to distract. <laughs> so, hey, whatever you go through, just doesn't have to be long, doesn't have to be, you know, too short, but something where it just pulls away from your face. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're a good-looking guy, man. You're, hey, hey you're I appreciate it. Right, I appreciate dude. it. You're doing all right. Dude, I like the flow coming out of the helmet. Oh, I loved state. it. And I did not want to get rid of it. That was all my mom. 100%. <laughs> of course it was. Yeah. It wouldn't have been your dad. And now that I'm, like, taking my MBA and I kind of got to do the join the business world, it's got to be more professional. So, But definitely long hair makes you think different, man. You feel wild. You feel <laughs> oh. wild. Your decision-making changes a little bit, too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you better cut your hair before yeah. you take over the, 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 the yeah. checkbook, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. You have any siblings? Uh, I got three younger siblings, two younger brothers. J Jason, who's 22, he's working out here on the farm too. My brother John, who's at Clovis North, he's a senior, he's 17. And then my sister Devin, who's a sophomore at Clovis North, she's six, uh, 15 turning 16. So everybody's in Clovis. Yep. Which from Kerman. From Kerman. My dad can't wait to move back. So they're living out there in Clovis. Yeah, they live out there up at 168 in Academy. So it's like a 45-minute oh, drive wow. to work for him there and back. So he's ready to – once my sister graduates, they're making it back out here. What was it like playing uh, football and sports in general in the Valley and then playing college ball in the Valley? What was that like? Oh, man, I just to play – yeah, you do go through your whole playing career in one place. That's honestly like a special thing. I'll take it back to Kerman. Uh, growing up Pop Warner, like, you know how it was. Parents were just as into it as the players oh, were. Oh, it was crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so just growing up with that, like, that's how I – that was my first experience of football. Like, it's passion. It's this. It's us versus them. And, it's, you know, it's Kerman versus Dos Palace. It's Kerman versus, you know, yeah. Mendota or whatever it is. So just being super passionate about that and then going to Clovis and playing high school there. And same thing, you know, Clovis schools and then front of state and, you know, you know, front of state football, like all the rivalries, Boise State and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Us versus them just to, to do that all in Fresno and the Central Valley uh, was a unique experience. Do you remember anything about Georgian football or baseball? Because or, we played baseball against yeah. each other. and John was our coach for yeah, All-Stars. For All-Stars, yeah. that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, God, that's so, awful. You got any stories about Georgie? Well, yeah, you knew he was going to be a football player because <laughs> George was a catcher yeah. and, uh, and, and uh, did a good job. And, you know, a catcher is supposed to block the plate all the time. And, and George just didn't get in front of the plate that one time where he should have been. Yeah. And Caleb came in and slid. <laughs> this is the story I was going to tell yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, no, I'll never forget. Well, it's because your kid, right, and you got these bunch of psycho parents out yeah. there, right? And, like, and so your kid slides into home plate, and he's safe. George has, you know, and the ball comes in. Caleb, I was safe by a mile. Yeah, yeah. safe. <laughs> ball comes in, but George didn't block the plate, and he knew he was going to get in trouble by it from his coaches that he didn't block the plate. So he – now he's going to block the plate. And so, yeah. I mean, he just, he just jumped and <laughs> smashed Caleb. Right? He's already laying down I here. Just, I remember uh, seeing Oh, yeah, George is going to play football yeah. at Fresno hey, State. I, hey, and and he's going to be on defense. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember seeing George's face <laughs> right here, and he still had the catcher's mask on. And I got pounded, bloody lip. Uh. <laughs> Oh. What were the team names? Was it yours with the Knights? We were the Knights. Yeah. And you were on the Cubs. Yeah, the Cubs. Oh, yeah, that was right. right. Cubs, I right. think Mendron was our coach. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No wonder you didn't block the play. <laughs> <laughs> we were, yeah, we didn't. We, were, we weren't big on fundamentals. <laughs> <laughs> we're still catching up here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I can still feel that in my lip. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, Something I'll to remember, remember me by. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that was great. Uh-huh. And w- but we had a pretty good all-star team. Yeah, we did. From what I remember. I don't but remember. I don't. I just, but the, <laughs> here, we were, we were all right, but the team younger than us and the team uh, older than us were both amazing. Really? So it made us look bad. Because like the t- the group older than us was like Carlos Gonzalez and all he like went to the MLB right. and, you know, and yeah. younger than us was like Ryan Potter and my cousin Evan and all those guys. Yeah. Oh, they were amazing. Right. They won like every tournament and you know did well and we were taking like third place. You know. Oh, screw those guys. Yeah. No, we were good. <laughs> right, so, uh, for as, as the listeners, they don't know. We oh, were good. They don't know. We were good though. Yeah. We were good though. No. <laughs> 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 there's a reason George went to football. Yeah, <laughs> there's yeah, there's yeah. a reason. Yeah. There's a big reason. So what role did your parents play? Growing up through sports and then eventually to Fresno State. My mom probably played the most significant role in anything I think I've done where I've done well at. As far as opportunities I've had, my mom's definitely been like a huge enforcer in that. But as far as like football mentality and things like that and how like I play, that's definitely my dad and my grandfather. Just kind of, you know, they when you're a kid and I'm obviously George Connor Helm was the third, so I'm a third. <laughs> so my dad and my, especially my grandpa, try to brainwash me as like, this is who we are. This is the Helmuth <laughs> name, this kind of thing. And I don't know, you're, you know, you're a kid, you're, you know, I just took all that and I tried to make my, my, my parents proud. So when I was, was it our freshman year? Because we're the same grade. Yep. Freshman or sophomore year, you walked on and some mm-hmm. of the guys that I talked to that were on the football team, they called you Muth. Yeah. Okay. Now, now I mean, I knew you as Georgie <laughs> Helmuth uh-huh. and I didn't understand Muth. So I know it's the last part of Helm. Helmuth, yeah. Yeah. So is it Helmuth or is it Helmuth? This is a question that I've been asked by the Fresno State media people for like the last two, three years. Oh, it's been, okay. Yeah. And I say, you know what? I've heard it both ways. I'm pretty sure it's Helmuth, but I've heard. I mean, everyone else says Helmuth, so mm-hmm. I think I like the Muth nickname. So I've always said, hey, you know what? It's Helmuth. Let's let's run with that. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, when we were in San Diego, Muth. Yeah. That, nick- <laughs> that nickname was actually given to me by Jordan Peterson. He was a outside linebacker coach uh, when Deruder was there. Uh-huh. And he gave me that from running down on kickoff, and they because we get we when we're watching uh, the the film from the game on Sunday the, after the, you know the Saturday game, we're when we're watching the kickoff tape, people would get excited to see me because typically every now and then I'd you know run a guy over or whatever, make a big hit, make a big play, and Coach Peterson gave me the nickname Muth, so it was something like people ran away with. I love it. Yeah. That's great. What was it like? <coughs> well, actually, I'll we'll get into that later, but back to high school your high school coaches did what role did they play in you getting to fresno state and i know you talked about your your dad and your grandpa and the mentality mm-hmm. they put on you but what a, into you but what about the uh the the coaches that you had uh, i was i got at clovis north at the perfect time like when i got there is when Corey hall took over the varsity he was the varsity head football coach and uh just learned so much. If you, if for those who don't know anything about Corey Hall, he played football at Fresno State, played in the NFL for six years with the Bengals and the Falcons. And then uh, after Clovis North, actually, he was the interim head coach two or three years later at Oregon State. Like, he's a smart guy. I don't know what he's doing now, but really smart guy. And I was lucky enough to play underneath him and just learn X's and O's things. Cause I always always loved football, but as far as, you know, football smarts, definitely didn't have it. And learned the game and, you know, just – and, and played in a competitive environment at that time with, with Clovis North. There's a lot of good teams in the Valley, but I think we, I mean, we were Valley champs that year, junior year, and then we went to we went to the Valley Championship our senior year. But definitely Corey Hall and just the things he taught me helped me at Fresno State. Do you remember watching him? I don't know how old you are, but or how old he is. <laughs> but 
Oh, I don't. I know I don't. I don't remember. That's <laughs> I'm trying to age you. That's just what I'm trying <laughs> to do. <laughs> uh, <coughs> um, okay, so my brother wanted me to ask you. Mm-hmm. If you were to play another sport other than football, what would you have played? Dude, I feel like golf. I wish I was golf? good at golf. I wish, I mean, if there's a sport like right now I wish I was good at, I wish I was good at golf. Big money? or Yeah, what? well, I, I was at the Pro-Am with my girlfriend and her family uh, over at Pebble Beach. Dude, Ooh. golfing is where it's at. I feel <laughs> like I see a bunch, you see like a bunch of like Peyton Manning, retired football players out there, Chris Berman's out there, and obviously all the professionals. That would be an awesome lifestyle to be a good professional golfer. I mean, I don't, that's just for me at least. I don't know. I need a, a beer too. But maybe I'll get better. Like well, I mean, that's like that. that if you're talking about sports, you can drink beer and play. You can drink beer and play <laughs> golf, you know. <laughs> I don't know if it'll make you any better or worse, but yeah, I seem to get worse. <laughs> I'm, just I'm, bad all, yeah, I'm just bad in general. I'm in that, I'm in that same boat. Uh, pretty bad in general. Hook it to the right. Every or shank it to the right. I don't know what's the correct terminology. Oh, yeah, I'm just that's the first problem. Make contact. The vocabulary yeah. Yeah. yeah, we don't even know the vocabulary. <laughs> yeah. Good luck. Mm-hmm. Actually, this uh, in January, I went on family vacation with my family out in Mexico, and we played golf one day, and we were getting yelled at for bad golf etiquette by you know the people who ran the place, the people who were golfing. Oh, we no. don't know anything, you know. Were they speaking Spanish? Yeah, so we're like, oh, that def that doesn't sound good, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, we uh, we went we try to go golfing. We don't get out much to go golfing. Not enough. No. Mm-hmm. And he's a lefty. So okay. Which I, no, he's he's all right. He's, yeah. Yeah. I'll give him the benefit <laughs> of the doubt. He's all right. All right. We, we want to get. You have any questions about before Fresno State? No, that's good. I learned a lot already. <laughs> oh, actually, I want to. When we when you were younger uh-huh. and you're working on the farm, what was the your favorite part and what was your worst part younger not now but younger my favorite part is like the kind of there's like there's a little bit of times in between where me and my brothers just mess around you yeah. know we're messing around with equipment or on tractors climbing raisin boxes whatever mm-hmm. uh, and we made you know making forts things like that yeah i miss those things but then you know when dad or grandpa's yelling at you that we gotta get this thing done and you know it's just you and your brothers and this this task that seems like insurmountable does it take all day that i don't miss yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah that i don't know I don't know if that'll change. Yeah, it ain't changed yet, so. <laughs> You're always going to answer to somebody. Yeah. So. All right, so before we get into Fresno State, mm-hmm. we're going to ask you, uh, or I'm going to ask you some odd questions. Well, I know he's, he asked you one earlier. So you want to start with that one since we're at the winery? Right, 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 yeah. So I just kind of want to know what kind of wine you like or mm-hmm. your experience with wine and, and – uh, Still learning. I'm in the. Pro- I'm glad I'm here, so I can learn from you know two people who run a ri- run a winery. There you go. Yeah, anything red is traditionally what I'll go for. I'm not into like super sweet. So I guess white is super sweet, right? Traditionally, it can be. It can be. Yeah. So I think I stick more to reds. We're gonna have to taste. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we can we'll, we'll walk you through that. It's yeah. not a problem. <laughs> so. The wine world has, the wine marketing world has tricked you to think some things. Oh, so I, I bet we'll I'd, change that. Yeah. Yeah. And for any for anyone like that, because I didn't know this was here. So if you're like in the Fresno Biol or like the West Fresno Biol area, this place is amazing. This place looks great and everything. Thank you. So if you want to, what's the name again? Givali. Givali. It looks like Zavelli, which is Croatian for cheers. Cheers. Yeah. Make it out here. Do you have time? 
Oh, thanks, George. Yeah. I, had a, I, <laughs> wanted, I wanted to throw that He's in there. He's going to ask for money We can floor him. We might have to slide him a bottle. He doesn't play anymore. so That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's an interesting conversation. Oh, you want to talk about paying players? Yeah, let's okay. Let's oh, do it. You, you want to go yeah. into that? Or yeah, is that what we're doing? No, yeah, let's, go. let's, let's talk do it. about it. Yeah, what do you think about that? You know, it would be awesome, but there's got to be rules in place for the distribution of it. If you're going to pay a running back, insane like a some you know whatever through like a if some company is going to pay a running back for I don't know you know for whatever for advertising right. or whatever, are you not going to pay the line? Or if you pay a quarterback, are you not going to pay the line? Right. You know what I'm saying? Are you a socialist now? I'm not a socialist. Bernie. But hey, Bernie. <laughs> that, that's a scary topic. You're like, hey, we got Bur- Bernie just won Nevada. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, no, definitely not there. But, you know, uh, obviously I would love players to get more money. But I feel like, I don't know. We, got, we can't leave the line out of it or D-line, things like that. Like, cause I, like just for us, a linebacker's point, I got to play with two yeah. good D-lines, and that makes a world of difference. Because when there's a guy hurt and you play a game without a certain guy and you got a backup in there, it makes a, things a lot more difficult. So. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I, in my opinion – yeah, I think the O line and the D line most important part of a football team. Mm-hmm. Sorry, George. <laughs> but, hey, I agree with you. Hey, those that, that, those are facts. Yeah, but yeah. no, I the quarterback, the running back, the wide receivers, those you know all their names mm-hmm. unless you're Ray Lewis. Exactly. You know? So those guys are going to get the money or mm-hmm. the people that they're going to pay for their jerseys and things like that. Yeah. So I, now they just put a rule in though they're going to be able to profit off their likeness right yeah in the coming future mm-hmm. so imagine like if that was in place now like imagine how much marcus would have made imagine how much Keyshawn johnson you know would have made or yeah. jeff allison like those guys would have made a decent amount of money mm-hmm. just off their likeness and like locally just a fresno right you know that would have been so i'm glad they're doing it now i just wish it would have been done sooner now how do you feel those guys that like the because the quarterbacks are going to make the most obviously probably. yeah obviously so like they're going to make more than the outside linebackers and the d tackles mm-hmm. and those guys if they sign their jersey and then get some money, are you okay with them making a little more? Oh yeah, that that's fine. Off. Yeah. So th- this this is not the school or the state system paying our boys outside our entities or yeah. our athletes to mm-hmm. to play. They're actually it's outside. Okay. Yeah. So like I know when Marcus is done playing, I think he was doing something with Deli D. So things like that, like a Deli Delicious saying like, mm-hmm. "Hey, this is our guy." Like you know, like Marcus Grammarian sandwiches. We're putting them on commercials, things like yeah. that. And we're giving them money. So I think stuff like that. Yeah, they'll just be able to profit off their name and mm-hmm. their looks. And if you have that nice round face. <laughs> oh, yeah, and you know, some head, volume, of hair, yeah. <laughs> volume of hair. I mean, could you just see George just uh, in the sales of almonds and raisins here? Uh, <laughs> we got to get him out to the winery. That's why he's uh. so, so upset about it. You've been multi-millionaire. Oh, I missed out on opportunities, oh man. <laughs> there was money to be made. <laughs> So you're for it. I'm for it, yeah. You're for it? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, There's definitely things to think about and circumstances and things like that. I do okay, not what about recruiting? See, I do not yeah, yeah. Oh. I do not want to see Clemson and Alabama who are, and you know, I don't want to see the SEC get any richer than they are. I'm but just, let's say let's think about it. aren't they're I, already paying players. Like let let's like let the cat out of the bag. They don't, but they do. You know, it's one of those things. Like if we're looking at recruiting classes, you look at the top five recruiting classes every year. It's same schools: Georgia, Alabama, Clemson. You know, those Texas. Mm-hmm. They're paying guys. You, they can't not be. You know what I'm saying? And we're then every now and then you hear an allegation here, and like something was true. There's an investigation going on. Like I, maybe I don't know. 
you know, they're they're already doing it, so why not help these guys out? I guess. I don't know. It's a I, debate I for another cheat. time. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But definitely, yeah, the school can't pay these guys anymore. I mean, front of the state as as it is is struggling. I mean, they're still playing Tedford and you know trying to pay a new coach and well, things like that. Especially if it's a state university. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a little tougher. Because mm-hmm. that's tax taxes, right? Yeah. Taxpayer money. California taxes. Right. So where How much are we in the hole already as a state? Don't remind anyone. <laughs> <I'm sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, but then that puts, you know, the private schools like USC and those schools, they they got the, all their own money that they can mm-hmm. kind of distribute out. And USC needs that because this year they had a well, – they they, Bowling Green had a better <laughs> recruiting class than USC. Oh. And USC is in the hotbed of college football talent. <laughs> amazing no. well i heard yes. they're all oregon's getting into that yeah and oregon's taking a lot of the guys yeah yeah but usc had a worse recruiting class than bowling green that was the headline a couple weeks ago during the <laughs> recruiting period i saw that yeah oh, that's awful mm. okay now god i hate oregon uh, taking everything i think the uh, nike's yeah. just there's the devil job. and then there's oregon that's yeah no. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah oregon nike is the mark of the beast you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> For the state now, we're Adidas. You know, you can oh, have your own right. opinion. Yeah. Right. Now, I heard a rumor. I hope it's not true because I love Bulldog Red. That they're changing the red. It's a darker red. I. This could be false oh, information. This that. could have been a prototype someone saw, but I heard it was darker red, and I would not like that. Well, I'm not go for change that. it. Yeah. It's, we need to start a petition. We need to yeah. start on this podcast right here. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> You're gonna get some trouble, George. Oh, I'm already in no. enough trouble. Oh, man. Well, we'll never. After yeah. this one, we will never yeah. be able to interview an active athlete at Fresno State. I can guarantee you. Oh, hey. <laughs> we, hey, we need to get some. Yeah, we need to get some guys on here. If you ever have someone else on here that you need someone help, you need help with questions. I'll come here. Oh, oh no, I'm calling you. Oh, hey, thank you. I'll come here. Oh, I'll help with questions. And we have a new host. Because hey, hey, this podcast can catch on, man. Yeah. <laughs> Muth. Exactly. We'll call it Muth a uh, nail and Muth. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> or I, this is I hate talking about myself, but Pat uh, Pat Hill and the ESPN Radio gave me the nickname the Hammer. Now uh, I appreciate yes, it because from Pat Hill, but that's like obviously that's a heavy nickname to live up to. But we can call it the Hammer and the Nail. <gasps> dude, dude, oh. the, the, not, that's that not a great name. That hey. is awesome, dude. <laughs> shimmy, shimmy, boom, boom. We're good, <laughs> <laughs> just be like old times, you know. The nail gets hammered. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Bob uh, Warner, George Helmuth yeah. runs me over. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So, when you were growing up, did you play anything other than a linebacker? I wanted to play wide receiver. Growing up, that's what you wanted yeah, to play. I was because when I grew up, I I learned to love football through watching like the early two thousand Raiders. So it's like Rich Gannon, Tim Brown, Jerry Rice, all those guys, and I love Jerry Rice. So I told my dad, like, I want to be Jerry Rice. I want, I want oh, yeah. cornrows. I want, uh, yeah. I want <laughs> everybody I want to yeah. be Jerry Rice. And uh, it was a quick realization that in Pop Warner, they don't throw the ball much. So, you know, <laughs> they're not getting action at wide receiver. And I just naturally was a good linebacker. What linebacker did you look up to? I mean, you got you have to throw Ray Lewis's, Ray Lewis's name in there and obviously Brian Urlacher because those were the two greats when I was growing up. And then, you know, in college, you look at – you watch film on guys like Luke Keekley. And just like the way they can anticipate plays and how it makes them that much better. So like definitely those guys at Fresno State when I was there, Jeff Camilli was a guy I looked up to, and Kyrie Wilson. But Jeff, I actually lived with Jeff uh, his junior and senior year, and uh, I learned a lot from him. So did you watch film on all those guys too, or did you watch film on different guys? Uh, we were lucky enough at Fresno State to have like NFL film, so we'd watch like things like Luke Keekley and some other like skiffs. We ran similar schemes to the Pittsburgh Steelers, so we'd watch those guys. I think it was okay. I don't remember their names, but we watched them. 
And then obviously I'm in the film room. We're watching practice and games from like I'm watching Jeff Camilli, and he was a terrific football player, just on a bad team. So, but I learned a lot from him. Okay, I'm going to go back to uh, an odd question. Okay, let's do it. So, in 40 years, mm-hmm. our generation, what uh, what will they look back on, and it's whatever they're looking back on is going to be nostalgic. So, what will be nostalgic in 40 years? Dang, that's a that's a great question. Um, nostalgic, hopefully selfies and selfie sticks, things like that. <laughs> I hope that's in the past and just <laughs> yeah. Hopefully we don't. Everyone just is have their phones out and taking pictures of themselves all the time. I would love that. Well, what's um, going to be the new thing if they're not taking selfies? What's going to be the new thing? I don't know. They're probably going to put chips in people's wrists and sure things they like are. that. Yeah. Just put a chip <laughs> right above their eye, man. All they got to do is blink. Uh, boom. Exactly. <laughs> boom. We were in glasses and things like that. That yeah. have cameras on them. Um, <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what else. I don't know. Hopefully, like, uh, no, that's but that's political. I don't want to get into that. But, you know, like, yeah, cancel culture. Hopefully, that's gone where people just, you know, cancel out other people for, for the saying things they don't agree with. Right. Yes, but things like that, yeah. Well, that's what you call it, cancel culture? Yeah, it's called cancel culture. Nice. Someone says something 30 years ago that they didn't agree with or someone does something slightly they don't agree with, and then you take their job away from them. I hope that yeah, hopefully goes that's away. Gone. Yeah. Because who knows? No, that, that's we been might going get in trouble for some on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's been going on since. I mean, look at poor Jesus Christ, man. Oh yeah, I mean, he got hammered. Mm-hmm. That's true. Actually, he got nailed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <To the cross>. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so going off nostalgic. When we were growing up, mm-hmm. okay, w- we had all these different toys and things like that. What would you like to see come back? <sighs> oh, that's a good one too. You know what? That's it's. It's crazy that Toys R Us, I remember loving to go to Toys R Us when I was a young kid, but that just, they just liquidated and went out of business, so that's kind of unfortunate. But as far as toys I wish would come back, I mean, like Lincoln Logs, simple things like that. You, you, know, you, you know what I'm saying? Legos will forever be in business. Things, you know, kids can build with, things like, you know, stuff mm-hmm. like that. I, would, I don't know. I wasn't very big in toys. I was loving football. Where's, where's the football? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What about, well, okay. So the gaming world now is more competitive, and there's a bunch of kids going to the gaming world. Yeah, e-games, e-sports. Yeah, e-sports, which I, I have to admit I do enjoy. No, watching. yeah, I enjoy video games just as much as anyone. Yeah. yeah. So but how do you think that's affecting the kids picking up footballs and basketballs and baseballs? I think for as far as football, I know we would like uh, – the Mountain West uh, would send referees to talk to us, and they would talk to us about making the game safer and like this because there's a kind of like a thing going on where less and less people are playing football. Mm-hmm. So football is obviously they're trying to make the game safer and more uh, attractive for parents to put their kids in. So, you know, uh, but e-games, uh, e-sports, anything where kids can be a part of something a little bit bigger themselves and be a part of a team, which if e-sports is never a- another avenue to do that, then I'm all for it. But I would love to see, you know, you learn so much playing football, baseball, basketball, like at physical sports, mm-hmm. about yourself and about, you know, just, you know, be communicating and things like that. So uh, I hope to see those numbers, you know, come back up again. So this is kind of taking off what you just brought up about football and about people not putting or parents not putting their children in, mm-hmm. into sport because of concussions and other injuries, I guess. But anyway, um, as I've gotten older and watched these different people play, when I was in junior high mm-hmm. and I watched, it was the University of Miami, and those guys were hitting. Yeah, come through people's heads. Yeah, they, they were actually hitting, and it, they kind of went from tackling, and I don't know, it probably happened before that, and I know there was some guys that hit people and hurt people in the NFL and probably happened in college too, but I remember I really felt like 
it was in the early 80s when the University of Miami really changed the perception of kids. And mm -hmm. man, because now you would hit someone and blow them up and they'd drop the ball or, you know, this and that or never, you know. And those guys are so fast and so explosive. That's well, like we're yeah. talking about like the Jimmy Johnson area at University of Miami. So those are like, yeah, some great athletes, just full speed. No, no, it was crazy, yeah. right? They changed, I felt like they changed the whole way the game was looked at. But now, as I get older and I watch all of these injuries now maybe they've always had injuries that mm -hmm. like this or maybe i'm just more cognizant of it now but oh my god i'm like hell no i never let my kid play football yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm i'm gonna let a guy that weighs 280 pounds mm -hmm. who can run what a four or five yeah and who can bench press or leg throw up yeah way more weight just run full speed at you yeah you just get that, i that, mean this yeah. guy is gonna i mean you're gonna i mean it's unbelievable. I don't care how many, I mean, I do care how many pads you have on, but I'm thinking mm -hmm. your joints, you know, at some point they're yeah. going to twist and turn and crack. And that, know? yeah, that's why there's such a heavy emphasis to educate these coaches, especially coaching young players. Because obviously like, at Fresno State, you get the bet, you're getting a higher level of coaching that at least I've ever gotten. And we're taught to, it's called back shoulder tackling. So it's basically you're hitting to that, the strike zone level, like a baseball strike zone. Mm -hmm. That's kind of the strike zone you're looking to tackle a guy at. Mm -hmm. And you kind of, you know, head behind, wrap and roll. So once you get fastest way to people get someone down is pivot points pivot points like hip where you can bend right there or the knees mm -hmm. so you get one of those get one of those hold on to them and roll like gator roll type thing yeah so they're kind of keeping the head out of it head behind and uh it was the first time i've ever heard of that kind of technique but i guess it's kind of thing that's going on tedford brought it to from the state from washington and it worked wonders it improved my game you know, my tackling just by wonders well, yeah i watch these guys on tv you know they're throwing their head and shoulder yes. and just blowing people up mm -hmm. I mean, I think wouldn't that hurt you more than I don't. I I'm a defense player, so I, it hurts more to get hit than it is to hit. So as mm -hmm. a defense, you're kind of hitting people more than you are getting hit. Mm -hmm. uh, they tried me out at fullback a little bit at Fresno State when I early years when just kind of tried out or whatever. Definitely, contact hurts more when you're uh, getting hit by linebackers and things like that than you are when you're hitting someone who's trying to block you. So my my question is to you, and I don't know, you know. The, the whole idea of, you know, we even use the word now hit, mm -hmm. right? And I, and I don't watch a lot of sports broadcasts, or, but the, the hitting, shouldn't we use the word tackle? And shouldn't we be, shouldn't, I mean, I'm not saying, I, I don't really care mm -hmm. what word we use, I'm just saying, but I mean, a tackle as in wrapping our arms around a person and bringing that person down. I mean, to me, that would seem a lot less impact, a lot less damaging. I mean, are, are, is, are I or am I just getting old and like, hey, Johnny? Maybe like you're looking at these hits, you're like, oh, that would hurt me. Oh, uh, man, I'm just sitting there. No, I'm sitting there like, yeah. I'm sitting there saying, every time someone gets hit, I mean, I can't hardly stand. I, yeah. I wa you know, we watch the Raiders because we want to see um, Derek Carr do well. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, uh, my God, every time someone gets hit, I'm just sitting there. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Oh, my God, yeah. please let that guy get up. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to go through an NFL football game mm -hmm. and saying, 20 i mean i do i'd probably say 20 little you know yeah yeah, yeah. god yeah, help yeah, those yeah. guys man i'm like good lord you know <laughs> yeah i think um you know i'm not obviously you're kind of worried about guys i'm more and more i think the biggest emphasis is on the head obviously with mm -hmm. the shoulders knees things like that medicines come so far along where we can repair a shoulder we can repair a knee but obviously the head and repeated contact and we always we know what that does with you know developing ct in the brain i think Developing good tackling techniques and, you know, hel helmets have obviously continually gotten better and better as far as the protective wear they're wearing on their heads. I think um, it's just going to get safer and safer, and I hope the game, you know, gets safer but also remains 
physical and things like that because it's i mean it's football it's gonna be physical you can't take the physicality out of the game so um as long as there's common sense about it and you know it's backed by science as far as you know uh the helmets i think uh i hope football com- makes a uh, comeback as far as the younger ages and they're coming along with technology in the helmet yeah too. Mm-hmm. all right i want to go back a little bit when you were growing up what what do you want to bring uh to today have blow up like a toy that you were were playing when did you when were you growing up oh man well i'm just so i just think like you you mentioned legos and mm-hmm. i think legos i mean because if you're because it sparks creativity i feel like oh yeah you could do anything with legos exactly could, I mean, whatever I think, I think it's wonderful <laughs> you know i think it's an absolutely wonderful thing there's something that you know there's something that i don't know how long has legos been around i, mm-hmm. I don't know i'm sure you could look it up real quick but yeah. i've you know i'm sure they've been around the 50 years yeah you know probably longer than that i think that's wonderful and it is kind of fun it's kind of fun to see you know different progressions of of different things you know? well, yeah and you know and or the what entertains kids today yeah, w- yeah. you know than what we you know did when we were kids yeah yeah 1932 yeah, legos so legos wow legos. so talking about an enduring toy mm-hmm. you know People have been stepping on Legos <laughs> since 1932. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's great. That's, yeah. A gr- that, that's a great legacy, mm-hmm. really. And I was thinking about music, you know, and uh, I'm, I was a product of the 80s, and I really enjoyed a lot of the 80s, and I enjoyed um, a Prince, lot of the 70s. I, I, I enjoyed <laughs> it. And, then, and, and then, you know, and then, you know, and, and then you go back a little bit and you enjoy some of the product of the 70s, and then. You start, then you enjoy the Beatles and some of the beautiful songs that they wrote. And then, then you you know, your dad listens to, you know, 86-year-old dad listens to Elvis and those guys. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, I enjoy those songs. You know, and so it's, you know, I, I you know, you got, you got that, that generation in there from 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s of music. And you see people still enjoying a lot of that music. I yep. love that music. Me too. It's yeah. great music. Yeah. You know, and I, I think that's wonderful too. I think that's another enduring piece of work all right let you want to move into college ball now let's, let's do it okay i'm gonna i'm gonna move in right before college okay okay so the recruiting process so i think most people know mm-hmm. if they're a dogs fan they know you walked on yep okay but what was the recruiting process like before you walked on and decided to walk on what was that like didn't get any looks or any contacts from anybody Definitely, like, went to camps and things like that because teams like, hey, Cal Poly, hey, come to my camp. Okay, went to your camp. No, didn't talk to a coach Nothing or anything. Nothing from Cal Poly. Nothing from Cal Poly. And you know what? Good. I watched my senior – my we played, we're playing San Jose State, and I'm watching Cal Poly San Jose State film. And I'm watching Cal Poly defense by the San Jose State offense. Those guys are horrible. I was better <laughs> than everybody else on that defense. So how I didn't get a scholarship there, I don't know. But <laughs> the recruiting process didn't get a look from anybody. That didn't you – know, I didn't, you know, have really any goals to play college football then. I just want to play high school football and be a good high school football player. But how did you take that? Like not getting looks from anybody, is it big chip on your shoulder? It's, it's a kind of a, two separate things. One, Kyle Rittering was at Clovis North. He was a good friend of mine, still is. Uh, he got a scholarship to play at Fresno State, so I kind of had that little avenue. I was like, hey, can you talk to him about me? That thing. And then my mom was working out at a, this place called AP, and she was there was also uh, a former Fresno State football player who was working out there, and she managed to get an email from Pete Germano, who was the local recruiter at uh, in the Fresno area. And I just emailed him, like, hey, like, hey I'm, my name's George Helmuth, Federal Clovis North, here's my highlight tape. I'm interested in walking on, like, whatever, blah, blah. So we did that kind of email tag for a couple of months, and then 
he said he had to talk to Coach Toth, who was a defense coordinator. And once he gave the okay, I was good. And then once he gave the okay, Pete let me know, and then I was walking on. So, you, excuse me. So you actually have to get an okay to walk on. Yeah. I think now they just recently had like a walk-on tryout. So they do that with like students who are already at the university. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, you have to get the okay. Like they'll, when they're recruiting, you can get what they call preferred walk-on where it's like, hey, we want you to play football for us, but we're not going to give you a scholarship. This so year. Have, yeah, this year. You have to walk on, you have to earn it. Then in my case, I had to like beg and plead it almost seated. Like I'm like, please just give me a spot. And uh, I joked with the other walk-ons my first year there. We're freshmen. There's 105 guys on the team. We're like, who's 105? We're like, you're probably, no, I'm 105, you're 105, like, you're 105. So we kind of joke like that. But uh, I was lucky enough, yeah, Pete Germano got me in front of the state. And Kyle Reddering had a big part to do with that, so I appreciate him for that too. Were you always telling yourself, like, I'm going to Fresno State? I didn't, I didn't know if I was going to college yet. I, I, I loved football and I loved being a part of the team and I loved being a part of something bigger than myself. So in high school, when it was like, you know, it's boiling down to senior year, I thought I was going to go to the military. So that was what I was going to really? do. Yeah. And uh, my mom had no, my mom parents did not want any of part of that, but that's what I wanted to do. And then when I found out there was an opportunity to play college football, heck yeah, let's do it. Fresno State. I love Fresno State. So that's funny you say that. Because yeah. I, if I wasn't farming, I would have probably gone to the military. Yeah. I think that would have been cool. And uh, definitely something I still thought about when I was going to finish football for college. Okay, what am I going to do with the rest of life? Well, I'll go to the military. That was obvious. But then, uh, obviously, I met Taylor, and that kind of, you know, changed my life and everything. Taylor. Not to get mushy or anything. <laughs> yeah. Met Taylor, and, you know. Taylor, the girlfriend. The girl, Taylor's, Taylor Holland is my girlfriend, for those of you that don't know. And she's amazing. Uh, but, yeah, she definitely They're changed. not sponsors. Yeah, they're not <laughs> sponsors or anything. But um, she, she changed my life yeah. as far as what I wanted to do. Okay, so you get in, you get into Fresno State, you get on campus, or you probably went to practice before school even started. That's a whole story in and of itself. Okay, so, tell us that story. Okay, so just graduated, and there's that summer period, you know, so they're training. So I, I emailed coach, like, hey, coach, I want to train with you guys over the summer. They're like, we can't have you this summer. Wait till, you know, the fall. Is that because NCAA? I don't know. Rules? I think it was a numbers thing. I really want to okay. train with them, but whatever. They didn't let me do They didn't let me partake. So... They they all they tell you is get here on this date. It's like a you know they tell you that's like you know you go through all the paperwork and stuff like that. So we get there, we do all the paperwork, and we're there all day. We're like, oh man, we've been out here all day doing paperwork. So it's like seven to seven, and they're like, all right, tomorrow's practice. You're like, wait, wait, tomorrow's practice? What? <laughs> so like, okay, so you there? Then you're like, hey, show here at six. You don't know anything. You show up there at six, and then you realize you go through that first day. You practice in the morning, you got meetings. You're there from six to nine in the night, like. I thought, you know, you have no one told me it was going to be like this. Uh-huh. But then we're in fall camp mode. We do three weeks of that. You're there six to nine every day. And I'm driving 25, 30 minutes from my parents' house. I don't live close. So it was just grind. We we're getting after it. Things, you know, so definitely surprised. Nobody let me know about it. But yeah, that's the story. Physically, were you, how was that again, playing against these guys that were given scholarships mm-hmm. and you're a walk on? Because I think, you know, guys walking on there just physically not oh yeah close mm-hmm. so what where were you at when you wow. i was around so i because kyle reddering my good friend was offered by front of state so mm-hmm. i'd go to like spring practices with him and and these recruiting things with him where there's other guys who are also getting scholarships to front of state physically it was nine day between me and those guys i mean we're talking like there's like this guy named mac lazarus who unfortunately got kicked off the team midway through but he was just he looked like a grown man he's six three two forty muscle just from head to toe and he's playing the same position I'm playing, you know, and I'm over here, you know, kind of, you know, 
a little chubby maybe or whatever, trying to play football from the state. <laughs> Definitely night and day between me and those guys. But um, once you start playing the game, you realize it's the same game you've been playing your entire life. So it's just a little bit faster and guys are a little bit stronger. But, you know, if you, it's, a, it's the same game. And that's what I could tell for anyone who in high school football who wants to who's thinking about playing college football. It's the same game. You just got, you know, physical strength and conditioning is the only thing you got to worry about. Just get yourself stronger and get yourself a little bit faster. But hearing your story, there's no excuse. No, there is I no mean, excuse. Email the guys. Yeah. Show up. Work hard. And I mean, I watched your whole career. Yeah. Watch every single one of your And games. trust me, when I got that walk-on opportunity, I don't know if there was a soul at Clovis North who thought my – front of the state my time in front of the state would be the way it was mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying nobody i don't there was coach nagel believed in me because he thought i could be a good football player and some other guys coach roberson he's out another high school coach in the valley but a lot of people came up to me like when i was at front of the state they're like dude i'm so surprised like you're doing what you're doing whatever i, I always thought i could do it <laughs> okay so you get you get on what did you major in you get on campus what did you major in had uh, ag business, which was an obvious one. My family, you know, farming family. Mm-hmm. And I enjoyed my time there, especially Professor Lynn Williams, ag business professor. Great guy. I love that guy. I haven't talked to him in a while, but if he's listening to this, which I don't imagine he would. But if he is, <laughs> I, lo- I love yeah. you, Dr. Williams. <laughs> <laughs> and you got through pretty fast. Yeah, I got through just, you know, my four years there. But it was, you know, I got good grades. We had to do summer school for, for football because uh-huh. we we're working out over the summer. So I just, you know, I thought you steadily, got done three years. No, steadily did my oh. four years and got it done. Okay. Yeah. And now you're working on your master's. Working on my master's. I started it because I registered my, my first year. Mm-hmm. So my senior year, I had already graduated. So it's like, hey, are you going to take electives or are you going to do something productive? I'm like, well, I won't do something productive. So I got into the MBA program, luckily. And uh, they paid, front of the state played for a year of that. And now I'm basically at my last two semesters and I'm done. Well, good for you. Yeah, thank Very you. Nice. Back to football. Okay, so your your freshman year, you you did you redshirt your when you walked on? Did you redshirt or did you redshirt your next year? When I walked on, I redshirt, and it was already kind of known amongst us walk-ons. We had a pretty big walk-on group that year. It was already kind of known. Hey, we're all got a redshirt, okay. which was great. I that year was a big strength and conditioning year for me because we had this thing is called developmental lifts, which is basically the guys who need to get stronger and faster. You're coming and lifting at this set this set time. So we go and we, we, you know, we got after it. We got, I got a lot stronger and a lot faster that first year just redshirting and not playing. Okay, I did not know this, but I found out this year that when you're a redshirt, you can play in a certain amount of games. Oh, yeah, that's a rule that changed my last year from the state. Hey, we're going to give you guys four games you can, you know, play, and it won't <laughs> count against redshirt, which if that was a rule when I was playing, knowing what I have played, but the guys who did get, like, just a couple snaps and it took a whole year out of their eligibility – Guys like uh, Aaron Mitchell, uh, center, my junior uh-huh. year. He came in my year. Guys like Tobeno KK, Justin Green. They could have played that that year we played uh, that my twenty the 2018 year when we uh-huh. beat Boise. They could have been a part of that team and made that team that much better because they were great football players. But unfortunately, they got a year taken away. For they just played one game. W- played one game and made just a couple snaps. Okay. Yes, how stupid. So I'm glad they put that rule in place because oh that is dumb when people can get a year gone for a couple snaps. Did you know this? Did you know that rule change? So I, I did hear that about that rule change. Four games. It's four games. Four games, and luckily, because if that rule was in place, they would the front of the state would have Justin Rice this year, because Justin Rice registered a year that the first year that rule was in place, and he was he played a couple games the twenty eighteen year. So they're not grant like going to grandfather those guys in, like if they they're fresh they're re, they're not no, going like, to look at their no, once the rule years. is in place, anybody who plays four games or less can register that year. Okay. So that's what Justin Rice did, and he's obviously had a great year this year front of state, even though front of state didn't you know do too well. But he's gonna. He, now he's a part of this team. 
Okay, so you came in and Deruder was coach. Mm-hmm. Did he recruit you? He did not recruit me. I uh, mean, I guess no one recruited you. But I, in my he, my three years playing for Deruder, he was a great guy. He's a uh, he had a, you know his great message, but I, he's not he's not very accessible to players. I would say. I mean, he's accessible in the fact that hey, come up to my office, we don't talk, we can talk. But like, he's not out there like conversating with the guys. I can I can't re- recall really a conversation I ever had with him. Mm-hmm. But um, how many years did you play for Tedford? I played for Tedford my last two, last and then two. three a redshirt year and two years under a Deruder. That defense that you guys had under Deruder, almost as, pretty much the same guys, almost the same guys. Yep. And then Tedford comes in, and then. In my opinion, you're the best defense in the nation. That 2018 year, we were practically the dip yeah. scoring, yards, everything. We were up there as yeah. far as rankings. What, we had a great defense. What What was the difference? What changed? As far as my case, when Deruder and them came in, it kind of gave – everybody's on the same slate. We're evaluating every player at the same level. Yeah, because guess what? None of you guys – whenever comes – yeah, whenever comes in. None of you – didn't, he didn't recruit any of us. Mm-hmm. So he's like, I'm going to do the best with what I got. And he's going to evaluate us. So that spring ball was just like, hey, I got a fair shot. So I went and I played. And I finally, that, that when Tedford came in, it was the first time I actually started. Because when during the Drew era, I didn't play much at, as far as defense. And um, it was just hit Tedford. The, the, the thing I went back to, low shoulder tackling, because we were a bad tackling team the years before. And then Coach Orlando Stoudemire, who's the coach for the, the Tiger Cats in the CFL, mm-hmm. he was there that year. And he put in this defense that just was simple and guys could play fast. And it just kind of maximized – T- everybody's talent across the board and we just played fast we got after it and other than that i really can't tell you i mean we just had a team that because we went 111 that 2016 year so then to go 10 and 4 the following year we just had guys who like we whenever got in there we were so hungry and so eager to learn how to win because we didn't even know how to win obviously we won four games in two years so whenever got there everything he said any, everything he and his staff said to us we just we took it like it was it was you know etched in stone that's what it is you know mm-hmm. and uh we ran away with it and we had good two years awesome two years yeah it was awesome two years great (laughs) (laughs) i I was telling george this earlier but uh the reason that we started this podcast was really because of watching george play because we wanted because i knew him growing up and i had great stories and i wanted people to feel the same way about athletes at fresno state like feeling like they knew them and so then it makes the game experience you know more enjoyable for them Mm -hmm. so thank you george thank you and and then I had to bore my wife with all these stories <laughs> about George. These things. Uh, <laughs> going around campus yeah. yelling Georgie because that's how <laughs> I knew him. <laughs> that's how I know if someone calls me Georgie and I, I hear that and I'm like, hey, that's somebody. I, if I don't see you, I know that person knows me. How often do you get that, Georgie? My family and people I grew up with out here in Cameron. That's it. Yeah, that's really it. Yeah. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep calling you Georgie. I love it. Okay. I love it. And people, yeah, and like my close friends that I've made on the football team, they'll call me Georgie too. Or Muth. Or Muth. Yeah. Or Hammer. Yeah, or the or hammer. hammer. Yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Okay, well, who, who was the toughest offensive player to tackle? Oh, Keyshawn. Keyshawn's made, he's not like a super fast guy, but he's made me look dumb a couple of times in practice. Key, just Fresno like State. Key, Fresno State, State Keyshawn Johnson. Uh-huh. He'll, you know, catch a slant and just boom, one cut. Oh, I didn't miss him. But as far as the f- Ronnie Rivers is, and DeJounte O'Neal, they're both smaller guys. Mm-hmm. Hard to tackle. They're so quick in space. So if you see those guys in space, it's like a nightmare situation. I played basketball against Dejounte at yeah. Bullard. He was fast, super explosive, and also another guy, can great guy to have on here. He's got you know a lot of stories, and he's a very smart guy. Um, 
but yeah, he's not very tall and he's so, but he's very strong and super explosive and, and anyone can tell you like, you don't want to see DeJounte in space. Toughest quarterback to uh, read. What, what, let me rephrase that um, quarterback that made it most difficult on you. I, you know, Marcus is a probably, he was definitely our, the best quarterback we had during my time at Fresno state. But I'm not going to say like any of them were tough. Me and Marcus were playing games with each other. Cause mm-hmm. I'm like, as far as the defense, I was kind of the, the I, I made the calls. Mm-hmm. So I'm the quarterback of the defense. He's obviously the quarterback. Mm-hmm. So we're, you know, disguising coverages and alignments, disguising uh-huh. blitzes. And he's kind of like, sometimes he, he sees it coming. Sometimes he doesn't. So like, it was, there was a lot of wins on both sides, but you know, probably it, the answer has to definitely be Marcus. What about outside Fresno state? Oh, I got a lot of respect for Brett Rippon from Boise state. We played him four times in one year. He's a smart guy. He's a competitor. He throws accurate footballs. I think he's with the Denver Broncos organization. If I'm not correct right now, I don't know in some capacity. I don't know. I think he's like a practice squad guy. I try not I'd have to, to say him. Guys from Boise. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I respect. Uh, I game. do. Boise is as far as my time at Fresno state, our biggest rival uh-huh. and most bad blood, but I have a lot of respect for their program. Right. Obviously they've been so successful for so long. And, uh, Yes, to answer your question, Brett Rippon, he's a, he's a good football player. Okay, and then go back to the tackling, other than Fresno State. Ooh, we played against some good running backs. Oh, it was hard to tackle. Did you play against Eno Benjamin? Eno Benjamin was hard to tackle and is a very good football player. He's going to draft this year. Don't be surprised if he tears it up in the NFL. I like that guy. Yeah, I like that guy too. Watch, we watched his film against Michigan State, and he made those guys look dumb. <laughs> Yeah, he made those guys. Those we're talking about Michigan State linebackers. Like, yeah, that's good. These are some quality linebackers. Yeah, he's running circles, jumping over them, doing all these things. So we're watching film. Like, what the hell am I gonna do? I'm just a kid from Kerman. Right. Yeah. And but okay. oh, sorry. Go ahead. During the bowl game, you know, I think each me, Jeff, and James, we all had ten plus tackles, and I had two TFLs against Eno. So like, it was one of those things. Like, we had a great defense, we had a great scheme, and you know, mm-hmm. it, it, he's he wasn't good enough to you know surmount that. Obviously. What about Alexander Madison? He's hard to tackle. He, the, he's Eno is strong and but he'll make you miss. Alexander is just a load. Like he, I think the 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 Mountain West Championship game, he ran for two hundred plus yards on like thirty plus, maybe forty plus carries. <laughs> just a big guy and in the snow, like he's just a very strong. And you see him when he runs. He plays for Minnesota now. You, mm-hmm. you probably watch his games. Yeah. He's running like Dalvin Cook, and the, like NFL guys are having a hard time tackling him. So yeah, just a big physical running back who who I'm not surprised is, is doing really well in the NFL. Would you rather play down here, downhill and go hit a running back and they hand the ball off or drop back in coverage? Run downhill, no question. When we, when we played uh, San Diego State every year, favorite game out of the year, bar none, <laughs> the game I'm looking most forward to because they're running pro-style offense. There's a fullback, there's a tight end. We're running the ball power, power. You know, we're pulling the guard. There's no secret. We're running the power. And uh, <laughs> that, those are definitely my favorite games to play. Because I, I, I grew up like in those kind of like watching those kind of offenses and like playing. We had, at Clo- we had that offense at Clovis North. So I'm cheating everything. Oh, <laughs> that's coming from shoot a gap, go tackle, you know, uh, Rashad Penny for a t- tackle for loss, things like that. Yeah. Oh, another good running back. Uh, yeah. Man, you, you did play against I was not that backs. impressed with Rashad Penny, though. Really? Yeah. And obviously, he's not. I mean, he's kind of. He, some people label, label him as a bust for uh-huh. Seattle. Well, he's in the XFL now, I believe, right? No, he was still in Seattle. Oh, he's still in Seattle? Okay. Yeah, he got hurt this year, I think, towards the end of the year. That's why they signed Marshawn back. Marshawn Lynch, that is, but um, he was a great player for the Mountain West. But when we played him, I didn't feel like th- I didn't think he was anything special. Yeah, well, I mean, our running backs were, my, in my opinion, were better. 
Oh heck yeah. yeah. And you, I mean, you're okay. Now talk to us about your lineback linebacking core. So mm-hmm. you, Bailey, and Allison. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, you guys were studs. Right. What, I think what hey, was it like playing with those guys? I give those guys all the credit in the world. James was, I think, he had the most like starts. I think out of front of Sam Lacker and I don't know, not in history, but he's up there. He had the most tackles as a freshman. He had that record. James has a lot of football under his belt, and he was obviously a terrific linebacker. I don't have to tell you him about you know tell you about James because you already had him on the podcast. Yeah, you kind of know his story. Jeff Allison, best football player I've ever played with. Really? And I mean, I obviously I played with some good ones in front of the state, but to me, to line up next to him and just play with him, he could do things that I could never do. You want 11 of those guys on your team. You want five of those guys on your team. Because, you know, <laughs> <laughs> there's you, – and you, it's interesting because I think you learn a lot about people like in, in society in general, being on a football team, because you learn how many different kind of people you need to get this engine moving. Guys who are just kind of bricklayers, like scout team guys. Like, hey, we – you know, to kind of like – Swallow your pride and like, hey, we're going to do this to make the team better. I know I'm not playing. I know I'm not a star, but I'm going to go scout team. And I'm going to do this well because it's going to give you guys a good look and help you guys in the game. You need guys like that, what Coach Tedford used to call bricklayers. And guys like uh, – they're just good locker room guys. And um, when you – I think you obviously can't have too many stars because, you know, Jeff was a star. And not that not, – I'm not saying that he acted like one, but you need guys that – you know, or you need your role players. You need your role players. Mm-hmm. Not everybody can be a star, and Jeff was our star, and definitely the best football player I ever played with. That's well, yeah. we're gonna have to have them. And me and him and James all kind of worked with each other. We all kind of <laughs> like, you know, we did we did what we call it kind of like a, it's like a rogue defense. Coach called something like, "Hey, we're all supposed to do this, but you want to do what I do, and I'll do what you do because I'm better at what you do, and you're better at what I do." <laughs> we would do that in games, and it made sense. <laughs> yeah, play to your strengths. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what it sounds like when Tedford came in. And, or this new defensive coordinator came in, because I'm guessing you guys, obviously you worked more with your defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but he played more to the player's strengths, like what he had, rather than this is what we're running. Like we're running a 4-3, we're mm-hmm. running a 3-4. And get used to it, this is what we're doing. Is yeah, definitely brought in a simple scheme with good fundamentals. I'm talking about Coach o, Orlando Stoudemire. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it worked wonders. And he was a great coach. And I'd, I would be remiss if I also didn't talk about, for me at least, Coach Watts, Burt Watts, who was the defense coordinator my senior year and my linebacker coach my junior year when Coach O came and took over for the defense. Definitely we saw the game the same way, and he gave me insights for things to look at. And, and I'd see it in the game, and it helped me make a play. Mm-hmm. And uh, definitely did a lot for me and us, me, James, and Jeff as a linebacker unit. How much film did you watch? You know, I watched a lot of film. Most guys don't watch a whole lot of film outside of the building because you're there. You go there in the morning, you watch film, you practice, you come back later in the afternoon, you watch film. And then, you know, coaches are giving you these sheets. It's kind of like cheat sheets. Here's the team. Here's what they do. If you see this, do this. So things like that. I would watch film not so much for the X's and O's because I'm getting that in the building. I'd watch it more for like tendencies. Like, hey, what does this guy do when I'm pass rushing, you know, if I do a speed move or a power move, things like that. Or how is this running back, you know, break tackles? Or how does, is he hesitant or is he just going to run through you? Things like that. So I watched for more for tendencies versus the X's and O's. Okay, I want to go to – you got something? Yeah, I got you a go. question. Yeah. So, I'm, you know, I understand that you must spend, what, five, six, seven hours a day? Yeah. And um, then, yeah, think about the summer. How many units do you get for this? I think four. Not not. not there, there's two th- different things. Yeah, I know you have to apply for when you're applying for your classes. You have to put two different athletic units in, but I think it's like two and one, so it takes total three. So uh, not many. Three it's, per it is year? Three th- per year. Semester. Three per semester. Yeah. 
But you're putting in seven hours a day? Oh, it's ridiculous. It is. It is ridiculous. Yeah, they need to get paid. They need to get paid. Yeah. <laughs> they need to get paid, or they need they need to just pass. And it's it's it's. I mean, it's they need to be able to profit off their name and like. Yeah, they need know. to. If you're putting in seven hours, five to seven. It's hours hard to juggle. Yeah, that in school, and then like sometimes for young guys, they have this thing called mandatory study hours because they have this basically academic facility, a part of the athletic facility, mm-hmm. with computers and things like that, and uh, counselors, and they'll say, "Hey, you got to be there six hours a week." So like young guys, hey, up top of all the football we're having you do. We need you to log in and sit in this place and do homework or do whatever for six hours a week. And if you don't do it, we're going to punish you. It's so, really, yeah. It's really interesting. So, you know, let, let's, let's just talk about this in this situation. So I, 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 I have a little bit of an idea. Now, this is back in the 90s, early, late 80s, early 90s, what it would take to play a varsity sport. I, don't, I think you guys are putting in way more time than even what happened 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. So... And you see that kind of with the guys coming out now, like uh, quarterbacks, like quarterbacks, like when you were going up and kind of like, you know, when, you know, not even like in the nineties, you're not putting in so many hours at a young age, going to seven on seven camps and, you know, practicing year round at high school football. Right. You know, that's why. So you, every now and then like first round quarterbacks in the NFL, you get busts. Now you hardly see any busts. Like about practically every first round quarterback is good because he's yeah. put in so many hours growing up through seven on seven camps, the recruiting process, college, that he, 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 he knows what he does. Well, let's just talk about it. So how much – I want to know how much time you put in the football. Okay. So they so you get a scholarship at Fresno State, right? I got one, yeah, uh, going into my sophomore year. And what does that cover? It was full. So everything covers tuition. It gives me a monthly stipend of 1700 at Fresno State it was. And, and you use that stipend for food and – Food and rent. Okay. Yeah. But as far as tuition, you got your books and, and covered. Rent's like around – 600 bucks plus utilities, probably like 800. Okay. Okay, so this is what I'm thinking is, so I'd like to know how much time you're putting in all year round. How many hours are you actually putting in? Do you know that number? I do not know that number. I know there's a limit, and the limit changes as far as off-season and in-season. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no, 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 no. We're talking about. No, no, no. I don't want the limit number. I mean, that's just, I mean, I understand the limit number. And I and I know they're trying to protect you, but obviously they. I'd say. When you go home and watch film, that counts. In the off season, you're putting about four hours a day. You're probably in the building doing something for four hours, working out for two, two and a half, recovering for one, and the other half, you know, probably watch film. But you're spending, but you could possibly spend. And then in season, it's. You're there all day, practically. Yeah. So let's talk about minimum wage. Let's talk about Bernie's mm. fifteen dollars an hour. Fifteen bucks an hour. <laughs> well, federally it's seven fifty, right? Federally it's seven fifty. Okay. Mm. Don't worry, you're in California, and we'll be. We're gonna. <laughs> be, we're gonna be. <laughs> we'll be the we're first. Gonna be fifteen. <laughs> we're gonna be fifteen in a few yeah, years. Yeah, no, no. I'd, so I no, but I'm just saying. What, what I'd like to know is, I mean, I don't know. I'd, I'd like to know if you're getting comp if. You really need to be compensated for all that time you're putting in. If you're really putting in five to seven hours a day. It was, yeah, but when I was playing, it was nothing that I really thought about. I was just lucky to be on scholarship, and I was like, wow, I'm getting paid 1700 bucks a month to do something I would I was doing for free. Right. So I was. Right. I, and yeah. that's the argument is mm-hmm. w- we are paying them. And you're also getting your tuition paid for. So right. you can count that into the – because, you know, right. you get a job, you're not getting your tuition books paid for. That's, you know, they're not going to do that for you. No. Mm-hmm. But – um. You know, the school was doing that, and they're playing us to play football, and I don't know. It was, it was For me, it seemed like a dream gig, and I loved it. But for guys, I can see definitely let them profit off their likeness because they've, earn, you know, they've earned the likeness. And then obviously, you get that through the institution that you're playing for. 
but also you're also giving a lot back to the institution. So it's like, you know, there's a give and take and it, it is what it is. I mean, if you're playing for a brand like Ohio State or yeah. Oregon or Alabama, they're, they're logo. That's a brand. Yeah. But even like Fresno State, like the dog, like that was, it was the dog before I got there. It'll be the dog when I, it was the dog after I left, you know, mm-hmm. that's not going to change. People love the Valley. They love the Bulldogs. And just to be a part of that and to contribute to it was awesome. But I'm not, you know, it gave more to me than I gave to it, I would say. I don't know, man. You gave us the best record in Fresno <laughs> State history. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Top defense in the nation. Yeah. It's always the brand is bigger than the player. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, talk to us about that. I'm sure you've been asked a million times, but the game in the snow at oh. Boise. Okay. Had you played in the snow before? Never. Okay, so t- was, t- talk to us about all that. One thing I didn't realize, I don't know if this is because it's new snow, like it hadn't been snowing. It snowed like mid, mid-game. mid It cakes up underneath your cleats. So you're running around, and this snow is just building up like a snowball to where your cleat, like the the in the, the part that gives you traction and grip, mm-hmm. you, you're running on snow, uh, snow underneath your feet. So you have to keep just constantly kicking it off. And uh, as far as the cold, it got less cold when it started snowing, I felt like, because it was wet before that. Uh-huh. It was wet and windy, and playing when it's wet is just not fun. But um, I don't know. Playing in the snow was like it just felt like we have to win this game. I've never played in the snow. Fresno State's never won in Boise. We lost these guys last year in the Mountain West Championship. So like it just felt like it was like an omen. And like the blue turf, they're wearing their blue jerseys. Blue turf's gone. It's all white. Even play field. Now let's get after white. It. Yeah, we're wearing, wearing white. So let's yeah. <laughs> it was like yeah. It was like it was like thank you God. Like yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> at Fresno State, all you hear is the blue turf, the blue turf. Man, like screw this blue turf. Like I don't. <laughs> Who cares, you know? Uh-huh. So. Uh, okay, outside of that game, I don't. that may have been the most exciting game you've played in, but what? tell us, what's the most exciting game that you have played in? The ro- playing game. I, have, I can't nail it down to one for me personally. Obviously, like my moment came against Washington when we were getting blown out, and I finally got some playing time. That's kind of when I sacked the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, totally changed my playing career from the state. As far as front of games, loved playing the Rose Bowl against UCLA. That's like, you know, that's just like that's God Stadium. That's like uh-huh. heaven had a football game. It was played in the Rose Bowl. Right. So to play there against UCLA was really cool. Um, playing, beating Boise at home was probably my favorite. If I was to live one, it'd probably be beating Boise at home versus, you know, the Mountain West Championship, even though that was great. Because we had the, because the, one of the unfortunate things, I wish more people came to games when I was playing for the state. As far as my junior and senior, because we had such a good team. Mm-hmm. But that Boise game at home was packed, and they were, Fresno, stay. Like yeah, <laughs> it was just goosebumps, man. And we freaking took it to them that game. And <laughs> that's probably, I'd probably say that was my favorite game. And then they took the championship away. And, and then we ended up Boise. having to play in Boise for whatever reason. That has not, does not make sense to me. And then they changed the rule the year after, and we yeah. still played in Boise. So. <laughs> <laughs> but you beat them. But we beat so, them. Yeah, well, we beat them. And I'm happy you beat them there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even though we lost – you guys mm-hmm. lost at home that year. No, we didn't play them that year. Did you play them We that did year? play them. We played them in Boise, I think, like halfway through our Mount West schedule. Oh, okay. Like Mount West part of our schedule. So we, played tw- we, played we, played, twice we played them twice away. both years. We played them four times inside a year. Right. So it was like, hey, we know these guys are freaking like, like a distant cousin. Like I've yeah. seen them more, I've seen them more <laughs> than I've seen my family. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <clears throat> what scheme or offensive scheme was the hardest to play against? Like if Boise. they come out on a sp- Boise. Uh, Boise. 
they they're notorious for trick plays and all this complicated things. They do all the shifts and motions, and most of it's just smoke screen stuff. But you have to practice it and you have to prepare for it. And you have to watch film on it. So it's just this they they make it hard on you to prepare for them, and that's why they're able to beat bigger schools like you know they beat like Oklahoma and they, you know that that Fiesta Bowl and they beat you know TCU and like another Fiesta Bowl. And they beat all these big teams all the time. It's because they had, they run a lot of gadgets and things like that where they can basically circumvent your talent even though you're more talent your, your team might be more talented than their team they're gonna out scheme you and if you're not smart and you're not on your toes they're gonna beat you so definitely to answer your question boise <laughs> they are they are fun i like watching them playing bigger teams yeah supposedly more talented teams because they're a lot of fun to watch with, with what they do mm. i remember that fiesta ball i do too that's great yeah I, just, I feel like I'm getting Boise too much credit on this podcast. I, yeah. I am not a Boise sympathetic, all right? <laughs> Screw those guys. Oh, no, no, no. I, I yeah. agree. I mean, we have to beat Boise. We have mm-hmm. to beat Boise. We need to beat Boise for the next 19 years. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we need to beat them and beat them bad. They, and they've had a yeah. good run. This su- sustained success. I don't know how they do it. There's I don't either. They've had there. a great run, so I'd like to see us have that kind of success for 19 years. Yep. What do you think about Fresno State? And recruiting the valley, you being from the valley, you not being recruited from the valley. I think I think the past few years they've done a better job. Mm-hmm. I don't. You may think differently. I don't know. No, I think uh, so. when Tedford came in, he definitely heavily recruited the valley, and I think they did a way better job. Well, now, how do you feel about recruiting the valley? Do you think it's important that Fresno State recruits from the valley? I mean, in, in I, all sports, I think it's the same important for the reason you created this podcast. It's it's when people have seen these kids come up play in high school, and then they get to watch them at Fresno State. It makes them enjoy the game more, and it makes them root for Fresno State that much more because they have like a personal interest in the player and the team. So I think you recruit guys from the Valley who've obviously grown up watching Fresno State. I think that's, I think that's what Fresno State. That should be like mandated from any Fresno State head football coach. Like, hey, you have to recruit our players because there's good players here. Yeah, and you, Juju, yeah. Kyle, exactly, Marcus McMarion. Like, like, you know, yeah, he, I don't even know if he was recruited by Fresno State when he was coming out of high school. Josh Allen. We yeah. could have had him. He ended up going to Wyoming. We didn't offer him for whatever reason. That was in the Deruder era. But, you know, like have, we have good players here. So do our, we should do our best to bring them here. That makes me happy that you think that way. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, of course you think that way. Not to but say, but I did enjoy. How do you think I feel I, about Kaepernick? We totally should have had Kaepernick. Well, there's a oh, lot yeah, of from, players. Yeah, from Temecula. Yeah, from, yeah. Yeah. Who was our quarterback during that time? Was it? I don't remember. Was it Ryan? Uh, Number fifteen, I don't remember his name. Oh gosh, all I do is all Colburn. I remember is Colburn. Yeah, Colburn. All he was good. Us. Yeah, he did run all over us. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Mile and a half up the road. I mean, hour and a half up the road. Yeah, <coughs> but it's changing. I think. I think that's changing. Oh, I think it's changing too. Well, do you know Coach DeBoer? I uh, ha- He played. He was offensive coordinator my twenty seventeen year. So the year we went ten four, right. and okay. we won the Hawaii Bowl. We lost to Boise in the championship. Phenomenal coach. Um, obviously he's an offense coach, so I didn't have like that many run-ins with him, but you know, from like, you know, the, the time, the times we talk when we have team meals and stuff like that, I, I, I like the guy and I think he's going to do great for, for, for Fresno State. Okay. And something no one, I don't think some people should know everywhere he's gone. He's had success. He was coaching at the NAIA level. Sioux Falls. Yeah. Sioux Falls went like 67 and three or something yeah. like that. <laughs> and then, you know, goes to Indiana for his one year. They were better. They went eight and four last year and done better than they've done in a while. Yeah, I think they like broke a bunch of records yeah. or something. Yeah. So he's a smart guy and I have no doubt, no doubt he's going to carry on what Tedford started. You know. What do you think about coaches and players getting out into the community? Uh, I mean, I'm sure I know that's a dumb question because I know what your answer is going to be, but. Tell us a little bit about that. Like uh, what do you think about that? I think it's I think it's something 
they're, they do a good job of creating avenues to where players can give back and things like that. But obviously you're so busy and there's, we, we ha coaches have to win. Their job relies on, hey, we win, I keep my job, we lose, I'm getting fired, I'm moving my family. But they do create – the Fresno State does a good job of creating avenues where you can give back. I think like there's the big hit Little Heroes Foundation. They do stuff with other organizations. Um, Marcus obviously took a big advantage of that and does a lot of giving back. He, go, he goes to schools. He goes to, you know, this, that, and the other. And, um, and there's a lot of players. There's, we, we also do competitive things where it's like who does the most volunteer hours. Kind of gets a prize. So they do a good job with it. And I think it's very important. Any other questions you have for George about college football? I do, I do. So yeah. a few years ago – uh, there was, you know, I think it was a national championship game, and the team was behind, and he pulled his starting quarterback. And SEC championship, yeah, Alabama versus Georgia. Oh, yeah. Okay. And then he put the new. Okay, when he pulled Jalen, he put Tua in. Yes. What I, and to me, I'm like, oh, my, talk about courage, right? Oh, yeah. Or just, this is what we're going to do. It's just so wonderful that a guy who, you know, is strong enough and smart enough, and then he does that, and then it turns out, you know. Yeah, you're talking about Nick Saban? Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, but the beautiful thing was, is I thought, is that here, guy, y you see this happen all the time. I see it in – right now we're, we're dealing with basketball. It's basketball season now. Yeah. And you see a team getting beat, and you see a team getting – you know, they go in at halftime, and, and the football – and now, okay, who's going to make the changes? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Who, What changes are going to be made? And, and, and it was the same – and that's exactly what you know and I just want tell me how that works at a, from a coaching standpoint and then when they because I know every coach up there knows what's going on when yeah. a team's getting beat mm -hmm. right and then what is the coach and then the coach says okay I'm going to try to make these changes and then is the team sitting there like we don't have the brains to make these changes yeah. we don't have the talent to make these changes we haven't gone over these 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 you know can you kind of walk me through that because I think it's fascinating when when a team just is ahead at halftime, dominating. Mm -hmm. You're going to win the game, and then the coach makes some change. Yeah. Well, it doesn't have to be a player change. It could be yeah. any type of change. I think, obviously, when I'm speaking to Nick Saban, he's obviously he knows his players. He coaches them. He knows what they're good at. He knows what they lack in. Mm -hmm. He's probably looking to the future like, hey, we're probably going to play Georgia again. We are, we um, we got to be able to throw the ball. And, obviously, we know Tua is a more talented thrower than Jalen was at the time. Right. So he's basically – prepping for hey this is what we're not good at so we're winning this game let's throw in Tua and if he does well kind of break him in to where if we're, they started him against Georgia he leads them back into a comeback win so it's almost like kind of predicting the future but as far as coaches making changes and you know like you like to what your question was players trust that if they have trust in the coach so Nick Saban he's done he's had so much success you're not going to question a move he makes no right as for us from the state you know, when we were changing quarterbacks after Derek, it was like we had a quarterback carousel. Like, we didn't know what we were doing. I think players started not trusting coaches, and it started with, you know, people not trusting DeRuiter. We'd have all these player meetings, and you knew when there was, like, a drama between players and coaches, we're not going to have a good team. And we didn't my first three years there. But um, it's all about trust, man. I think if coach, if players trust their coaches, whatever change they make, they're like, there's a reason he's making it, and we might not know it, but we're going to go with it, and it's going to help us out later. And, it, and to Alabama's point, it helped them out, so – what about to you guys when Tedford came in? Like, you guys have been brought up, you know, three years you've been doing one thing. Now a new guy comes in and changes everything. And I, I, when he walked in, when the first day he walks in the building, we're, it was when we were that, going through that one eleven year, and it was just like he had this presence about him. It was like the godfather. He has like, he walks into the, the meeting room, he's got the sports jacket and jeans on. It's just like nothing we'd ever seen. And he's just telling us what he's going to do. And, you know, when he when we finally got into the offseason that year, he's kind of just, hey, like, hey, what you guys were doing 
here before was not conducive to winning football games. What I'm gonna the 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 foundation I'm gonna put in place is going to be conducive to win football games. I think we have a talented team here, and he's basically like, hey, you listen to me, you trust me. Well, I'll get it. Well, we're gonna we're gonna get it there together, and we did. And um, as far as him with players, you know, he was obviously. What was your question again? You gr- took three years under Deruder. Yeah, so you're like and the, then the, it changed. It changed, yeah. And so, how did that affect you and the team? Uh, you know getting behind that and what did he do to grab everybody take him under his wing i think this might not be a popular thing to say but when i got there it was the year after derek's year so derek Carr's year so like after we went so that year we went six and six and we went three and nine in 2015 and 2016 we went one eleven. well after that 2016 year it was kind of like all the guys who played with derek were gone so it was like because when we were there like everyone's like oh man i miss it when here when derek was here like even fans like, you, know, you know you know what i'm saying i miss when derek was here and we just got there. We, we, I never played with Derek, so I didn't know what that was like. But that 2017 year when Tedford got there, it's like, this is our team. This guy knows how to win, so let's do everything he says. And we had a system in place, basically, like where players were, players were holding other players accountable, not coaches. So it was like, and that's the best, that's the way a successful team should operate. And that's the way we did operate. And that was just guys like Mark, well, Mark's got there in the fall, guys like myself, Jeff Allison, James Bailey, Keyshawn Johnson, Kyle Rittering. Micah St. Andrews, a bunch of those guys just saying, hey, let's take over this thing and let's go try to build a winning football team. And it's, I think it's different. And I, I could be wrong because I didn't experience this. But, you know, you go home. It's break. You go home. It's a 15-mile drive down the road Yeah. F- for you where other guys hop on a plane or jump in the car, go down to L.A. Yeah, going to L.A., going to Texas. Texas. We have a lot of Texas guys. Right. So you you hear things, right? Mm-hmm. So, like you brought up car, so it doesn't leave, right? Yeah. You are always hearing it. Now yep. I don't know if you did or not. Oh, we heard it a lot. Yeah, and I'm sure all these other guys did yeah. too, even though they they're leaving, going other places, mm-hmm. and they heard it a lot. And so that did that whole team as a whole come in with a chip on their shoulder, like that 2017 year we did, because if you lose 11 games, that is hard to go through. And we had a lot of guys quit on us that year. But the ones that were left, it's like you just went through something pretty traumatic. I'm not going to say traumatic, but hard. You went through something that was hard to go through. So it was like you had to bond with each other. So let's like, why not? Let's go win football games. Let's make this fun. We got Ted for here. We got good coaches. And we w- let's go do it. And we did it. Gosh, your football career is like life, man. You just oh look my at goodness. George's football career. It's like life. And that's one of lose, the things. Lose, 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 fight yeah. through it. And then Tedford gave us this really emotional speech where a lot of guys were you know, like tearing up before the Vegas Bowl. Where he tells us, like, you've done something no one's ever done. No one's, first of all, no one's ever want, went from double-digit losses, 11 losses, to double-digit wins. We went 10-4 the following year. And then no one's done that twice. We went 10-4, then we went 12-2. No team's ever won 12 games in front of history. He's like, you guys have done something where I hope you'll never forget it. He said, if you ever, like, do something, happen, something, something happens in your life where you lose confidence, you lose a job, you make a mistake, who knows what it'll be. Just remember what you did here. You did not start off as a successful team. You guys were... Won four games in two years. And you built this thing. Like, we built it together. So, it's like, that's confidence. Don't let it leave you. Remember it. Hold on to it and use it, you know. That's awesome. I yeah. love it. Ready to go to after football or you got some more for, for him? No, for I'm good. State. I'm ready to start drinking wine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, before we drink wine. Okay. Mm-hmm. Where are you at now, George? What you are – you're getting – you mentioned you're getting your master's in business. Mm-hmm. And you still working on the farm? Still working on the farm, but I'm trying to find an internship or a job somewhere where I can use my MBA and that's ag related. Somewhere like in the ag supply chain, especially for like either raisins or almonds. 
So if anyone's listening to this and has a <laughs> job for, for myself, I'm, I'm interested. <laughs> okay, so I asked you your favorite, your favorite thing to do and least favorite thing to do on the farm back when you were younger. Okay, mm-hmm. currently, favorite thing, least favorite thing to do. You know, now I'm just, I'm in the learning mode. So I'm like learning how to do this thing and I'm excited about everything, even though everything's not enjoyable. I'm just excited to learn. Um, usually, you know, obviously walking through the field, field labor sucks. There's no <laughs> fun way to spin that. But other things, um, you know, learn how to work on equipment and fix things. I'm enjoying it all. Work with your hands. Working with your hands. What about uh, soil chemistry and stuff like that? Still trying to learn a little bit about that. Uh, I told my grandpa, like, hey, I'm trying to learn how to do this. And all I'm doing is field work. Like, I can't learn much out here. But um, learn a little bit about soils in front of the state. And I'm trying to learn from, like, you know, you got CPS guys coming out here and telling you what you need to spray for and things like that. So mm-hmm. just I'm, just I'm asking a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. I'm asking a lot of questions. How do you like those raisins, huh? How about those uh, raisins? I wish prices were better. You know? <laughs> <laughs> do you guys have any left? Have you yanked them we, all out? We're holding a lot. I think we got, we sell, we've, we've gotten rid of about a half. And then we're holding on oh. to half to see if prices change. So we'll see. He wants to yank. Yeah, well, we've yeah. yanked 200 acres this year. Yeah. Which I mean, seems like everybody's doing. You see vineyards coming up left and right out here now. Yeah. If you drive, w- take Shaw and go west, yeah. you'll see. Just piles of vines. Yeah. Well, what's, what's next then? What, give us your, uh, your insight. What's, what's the Let's next big? If we're crop. talking like... <laughs> Dream scenario, not dream scenario, but what my vision is, my vision is to, my family's basically built, they're producers, they, they're farm. I want to take us from producers somewhere more into the processing packaging stuff. So that's what I'm trying, that's what I'm studying at school for. And obviously that's not an easy road and that takes a lot of financing, and a lot of money to do that. So that's kind of what I'm exploring. Good job. I think that's a great, mm. I think it's a great start. Let's not make him mad anytime soon. <laughs> no, we're going to need him. Goddamn right we need him. Uh, <laughs> get, out, get out there and sell those raisins. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> almonds and everything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, you living in Fresno? Living in Fresno. Still? Over there by the Newman Center of the Catholic Church out there. Kind of by, it's right ne- I live right next to the Well, don't tell everybody where you live. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I live somewhere in that vicinity, <laughs> but I will not tell you my address. <laughs> No, but it was a funny thing. Uh, Fresno State, everybody knows where I live because I have, like, this open-door policy. So we'd have, like, team building events. And everyone's like, what do you guys do for team building? Oh, well, we go and hang out at George's. That's like, <laughs> and it was, like, this unanimous answer that everyone talks about. And Coach Tever looks at me like, what, are you hell, what the hell are you guys doing at your house? <laughs> like, Coach, we're just hanging out, you know? <laughs> oh, good story. Tell them about your, uh, your injury that you were telling us earlier. Oh, yeah. So after I graduated, this is the summer heading into my senior year of football. So heading into the 12-2 and two year. We, well, I had a graduation party and we had a lot of fun and then I fell asleep on the couch and you know how there's a back, you know, there's the, the seat part and the back part of the couch and behind the back part is like a hard, you know, the wooden frame. So I put my legs over that. So like my legs are elevated because it felt good and it pinched the nerve behind my leg because I left there all night <laughs> and I woke up in the morning. I could not lift my foot. So if your foot's dangling, I could just bring your toe to your knee. I could not do that from my left foot. And uh, it stayed that way for about a month. And luckily that month we had off, but I had a lot of scary <laughs> thoughts running through my head. And oh, they, they call it drop foot. Drop right? foot. Yeah. So I'm like, I can't play football. I got drop foot. I can't run. <laughs> luckily, Sean McManus, our trainer in front of the state, talked me off the ledge and we got it. We got it back to, to playing shape. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Where was that pinch nerve? Right behind my knee. Somewhere like behind, you know, just like one of these nerves running down your legs. 
Amazing. I my dad, Spock, my yeah. dad has dro- uh, drop foot right now. I mean, he's granted he's 86 years old. Yeah. So I, I think his come from either hip or spine. Mm. I'm sure it's his spine. Yeah. Poor guy. <laughs> he's only broke his back three times. In oh, like six man, that is that is rough. That'll yeah. do it. Yeah. That'll do it to you. Yeah. That'll, that'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> broke his back three times and live. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so, are there any other plans for you other than farming after your masters? Um, masters. I just yeah, I want to get my life started, man. I want to you know be able to independently be in independently financial, you know, make some money, so I can do the things I want, help out. Obviously, I want to give back to the community and give back to front of state for the things they've done for me. And uh, you know, I want one of my New Year's resolution, which some I still need to do better on. I want to be a more bigger participating member of my church. So obviously everything like that. Just want to, you know, be a good person, I guess, and do well. I'm hungry, man. I'm hungry to do well. <laughs> That's a perfect lead into my next question. Okay. So how has faith played in your life on this this journey of football and school and farming mm-hmm. and staying in the valley? How has faith It's it's given it's given me purpose and it's given me confidence. Um, what when I found out when I got the nod, something I didn't touch on. When I got the nod to get when I was like, hey, you can walk on to front of the state. I had no, I didn't at that time. I did not think I could play for it. I thought I was to take this crazy. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't think I could play for front of the state. But I went to church that Sunday, and you know they gave you an invitation to walk up. They're like, hey, if there's anything that you need to pray for, blah blah. blah we're giving you an invitation to walk up to the front of the church. We're gonna pray for you. I've never done that in my entire life, and that's the only time I've ever done it. I went up to the church. They prayed for me. I told them what I was going through, what my situation was, and uh, they prayed over me. And then, you know, front of state ended up being great. And I ended up. Our team chaplain was Brad. I don't remember Brad, Brad's name. He's Brad a, Bell. Brad Bell. He's the pastor at the Well Church. And um, now that I'm done playing, I've been attending the Well, and I love the way I love his message. And I think he's a great pastor. It's all biblical. It's all you know, backed by the Bible. And um, you know, thank you to the one and only true God, Jesus Christ, for all my blessings. And all the way, and all my sufferings. <laughs> <laughs> well, George, thanks for coming by. Thank oh, we're you. gonna do, we're gonna do this again. Oh we're yeah, gonna have I wanna yeah. I wanna be here when we can, so I can grill one of my teammates. The, okay, I'm well, like, hey, why don't you tell us about the, what, <laughs> what happened here? Because you know. <laughs> You got anything else for George? No, George, you were awesome. You were wonderful. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Thank you, and we're gonna go drink some wine right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And last thing is go dogs. Go dogs. Go dogs.